0: So the very first thing we did is we traveled to Africa, we got together with the Bushmen of the Kalahari who carry the world's oldest DNA, literally the world's oldest people, the oldest continuous community. And we ended up creating this film called In Search of the Future. It was, but we started with the past. We said, we really just asked two questions, where did we come from, humans? What are our origins? And where are we headed? Where are we going? So that's my orientation. I am interested in who we are as a a species, as a being, as an electromagnetic conscious entity. Who are we? What are we? Where are we going? What's our potential? And how do we get there? Because until we kind of awaken, we have to awaken in order to move to a higher place. So that's what our book's about. Our second project is a book that is pretty practical, pretty boots on the ground. It's called the trust frequency. And it's about our fundamental assumptions. Its subtitle is Ten Assumptions for a New Paradigm. A paradigm is just our worldview. It's our it's the way we perceive reality. And it that is based on our beliefs, our belief system. Where did those beliefs come come from? They came from our predecessors they came from our parents, our ministers our rabbis, our um, our buddies at school, our teachers, television wherever we received these fundamental assumptions or core beliefs we took on a lot of stuff from the past that we did not consider. We did not use the analytical side of our minds to say, This is a belief that I have considered, and I'm going to integrate it into my being. We simply took it on by the age of three or five or seven years old, and we've never, ever looked at those fundamental assumptions. What happens under those circumstances is those beliefs, and many of them are outdated or just plain wrong, erroneous, or may have served humanity back thousands of years ago but no longer serve us, what happens is those beliefs gain tremendous power because they're, they're unconscious. So they drive our thoughts, they drive our attitudes, they drive our actions, and it creates a major issue in our lives. <laughs> so the book, is, the book is specifically on the subject of our, it's our operating system. If you think of your computer and it's slowing down and it's acting sluggish and it's misbehaving and it's not doing what you want it to do, What do you do? You update the operating system. The operating system of the human being is the set of assumptions, opinions, beliefs that we have programmed into our minds or have had programmed, and that we've never examined. They're unexamined assumptions. Now, I don't know anybody else who's talking about this. All of the spiritual teachers, all of the masters are talking about all sorts of wonderful things and various techniques and practices, and processes that you can go through. But this, to me, the most fundamental thing has to do with our assumptions. So that's the Trust Frequency book. And it is a blend, if you will, of it, it, it goes to quantum science, which really informs us in ways that did not exist a 100 years ago. It comes from indigenous cosmology, that native understanding, the wisdom of humanity throughout the ages in every ethnic Uh, manifestation we've ever uh, experienced. And it comes from Eastern mysticism, the Vedas. It comes from Western mystics like Emerson and Henry David Thoreau and Plato. Earlier on, I believe, you said it's all mathematics from, from Grandfather Wallace. Well, Plato said exactly the same thing. So it's about understanding reality and then responding to that understanding in a higher way. It's time for humanity to wake up and come from a higher place. So everything Connie and I do is oriented in that direction. So the book is called The Trust Frequency. If anyone out there wants to uh, check in on that, just Google it. You'll find it, or you can go to thetrustfrequency.net. And it's just the, the most wonderful work. It's just, you know, I can't think of anything more thrilling than to be involved in the evolving consciousness of our species. And it would appear that we live in a time where that is shifting. Something is changing during this time where we are alive. It started for me, as far as I can trace it back, um, it would have been the Jesuit priest, um, Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, who predicted something that he called the omega point, a point at which literally the consciousness on the planet, that which he called the noosphere, would undergo some kind of quantum leap in consciousness. He called that the omega point, a point at which humanity would collectively move to a higher place. Um, Those same kinds of prophecies have come through all kinds of different individuals and, and groups in the human unfolding. And at this time, it seems we have learned that evolution is not finished. We are, an, uh, we are an ever-evolving species. We're part of an ever-evolving universe. And we can get involved in our own evolution and the evolution of our species, what Barbara Marx puppet calls conscious evolution. So we're very involved in that. How do we get involved in our own individual and collective consciousness and move to a higher plane? So that's what we're up to, my friends. I think you guys know uh, Don Patricio Dominguez uh, down in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure he's been on the show before. And we yeah. just had amazing, we just had, we spent a day together uh, a couple of weeks ago really talking about exactly this, talking about how can we move forward together? How can we heal the rift, for example, between the Native and, and the non-Native peoples? You know, all of this history that is so present and so hurtful, so painful right in this very moment and he said there's the only thing to do is we just have to accept each other whatever story any of us has, we can't change each other's story. All we can do is say okay, I hear you my brother I hear you my sister and now we are simply going to learn to love each other better and move, and move forward together. We must do that. Yeah.
1: So we're actually um, calling for a a council, a fifth world council of open-hearted, open-minded American Indians and Anglo-Americans to come together in council and say, okay, we are one, coming from that concept and and realization now that that, uh, so much of humanity is moving into, and that is that we are one. And, and the Native people have known that forever, you know, all my relations. But we, we haven't acted from that place. And so we're, we're you said in, in your reading of us, you know, we're about action. And we are totally <laughs> about Let's make about, this happen, right? <laughs> yeah, no, we are about action. Okay, let's have a council meeting and sit down and, and look at each other, listen to each other with an open heart and open mind. And, and go forward together in our hearts for all people and all children, until we come together. And that, so the whole Western mentality, in my opinion, has been missing this native connection. What I saw over the 20 years I spent with, with visionary elders and, and on reservations in, in, in Mexico and all over, um, all over the United States um, is, is the heart of the Native people and and their cosmology and their understanding and their connectedness through the heart to to all that is and and that's what's been missing in the Western mind and Western mentality that that there's just been such a disconnect between the indigenous and the Western from this this core core un, almost unbridgeable difference that it just has has't hasn't allowed us to come together yet, but as, as, the, as the consciousness rises and the, the veil lifts that separated us from each other and, and, and we access the true human, we can come together and do something phenomenal. See, to me, something's going to come on this planet that's never been on the planet before, and, and that is going to come out of all of humanity coming together, and and, and and as I said, as Wallace said, putting our heads together, and um, and it, and it can't happen until we do that. And now that we have the World Wide web, you know, humanity is connected in a way that we've never been connected before. And 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 it's just it's just time. And 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 so we are actually putting out that call and trying to figure out, oh, okay, who who wants to come to that council? Who wants to come and sit in the circle? And and and. With an open heart and an open mind, you know. So, this is real for us.
2: Absolutely. So, yeah.
1: And. And yeah. So, and and it's just time, and it, it doesn't have anything to do with skin color or what what tribe or what race or anything. It's the human, the human spirit, the human heart that's coming uh, forth. And 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 as far as my Access to to prophecy. What I understand is that all of creation is awaiting the love in the human heart for us to open our heart. And when we do, all of creation, the whole of the universe, is going to shift. But it it has to be that we choose to walk on earth with an open heart together. And and it's it's just going to be a phenomenon. And what we we we're saying in our book, the trust frequency. Is that that in a, that that'll put us in a higher frequency where the laws are different? We're right now in a lower frequency, and 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 that is a basically a fear frequency, and 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 everybody has been influenced by that frequency. I we we say that the earth has been sitting in a in a field of, of, of lower energy until 1987, and that influenced everybody, native. Uh, you know, every color of humanity has done horrible things to each other and to others, and, and that's from that fear energy. And even though, uh, you know, at the core of every religion is a trust-based paradigm, at the core of the native understanding is this an incredible trust. And and um, But we haven't been able to walk it because the earth was sitting in this lower frequency where the earth has transitioned into a higher frequency and and it's just encouraging us now as we get used to this higher frequency, and 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 choose to walk in alignment with it. Uh, amazing things are happening that couldn't have happened in the lower frequencies. But the laws in the higher frequencies are actually different and expanded. And and um, and and the native way has 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 a, a vision and an understanding and a connection to this higher frequency, but this lower frequency has influenced their behavior as well through the, through the years. So it's just, it's just this, this coming together into, in our hearts in this higher frequency and that's what our book is about. It gives people tools for understanding that it's a conscious loving universe that we affect all of creation by our thinking and by our consciousness and that we can shift our consciousness into this higher frequency and bring peace on earth and heaven on earth. That's, that's, as far as I'm concerned, for me, my knowing is that all there is is the coming of peace on earth and heaven on earth. That's all anything has ever been about. There is absolutely nothing else. See, from my perspective and my knowing that, that every single thing that's ever happened to anyone, to in anyone, nothing has ever happened to anyone anyway, it's all for us. It's all everything that's happened in our life has happened for us and and for this process of us coming to a place where we choose to open our hearts and bring peace on earth and heaven on earth and it's very exciting uh, for us and and it's wonderful to be here with you and your amazing insights into the native way of seeing and knowing and and um, uh, yeah it's just a beautiful Mark you know you, you're just you're just this visionary that. That sees this heart of the native, native way, uh, in, in in extraordinary detail. It's, it's just a, a thrill to um, to be sharing this this show with you, and and to be learning from you, and being able to share our our stuff on on this level. And I hope you have lots of listeners that are going to be hearing all this stuff and and take heart and know that that there is only love, and there is only the coming of peace on earth and heaven on earth, and we each get to choose how we contribute to that. That's the only choice, ultimately, we have, is are we going to align with it, or are we not? And what kind of of reality are we going to make for ourselves, because (laughs) because earth and, and all of humanity is transitioning into this higher place.
2: So you started walking this, what, about 1990?
1: It, for me, it, it came into, um, I, I really got it in 1990. That's when I, I met Wallace Blackout, and uh, I, I, I got it just around then. And a magical things started coming into my life, various elders from all over. And, um, yeah, for me, 1990 was when I, I got it, that the Native way of knowing is not a belief system. It has to do with the true nature of the universe. And that all humans can access it, and that's when I started creating these forums yeah. for these elders. And well, Andrew, that's... Andrew's been resonating to it for um, for a long time, way before that, um, and he can tell you about that.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, the vision, the visionary aspect, the prophecy aspect. Started to hit me right around 1970 when I came to this country. I grew up in South Africa, which is a phenomenal place to grow up, despite apartheid and despite many of those things. To be in Africa, what a magical continent! It's just very different. And coming over here, getting the sense that there's something going on in America, I came here in search of something I, I called cosmic consciousness something I read about in a Time magazine or a Life magazine or something, and I said, whoa, I don't know what that is, but I want it, and I get the feeling it's California. I was in South Africa. so I'm a sailor, so I I got myself a job on a sailboat and eventually landed, sailed over here, landed here Thanksgiving of 1969, and these visions started to hit me um, that I saw two things at that time. I saw, oh, I could write a book. That sort of told the underlying philosophy, almost a philosophical or a spiritual book, a, a, way, of, a way of understanding. But way beyond that, I, thought, I saw it as a novel, I saw it as a science fiction novel, and I started putting these prophetic ideas into writing, into science fiction novels. Answering the question, the question I posed myself, or that came through to me, was what's it going to take to wake humanity up? What is it going to take? to get us to just get off our butts and, and become what we are intended to be because I just had the strongest feeling that we were not manifesting our highest potential. We are in the middle of the Vietnam War. We had all this history of all this stuff in the past. It was like, come on, people, time to wake up. So I was part of a whole generation, the 60s generation, who, who woke up, who took to the streets, who said, hey, wait a minute, we're going to look for some alternatives. We're going to create a better world and for we did the best we could and here we are you know 50 years down the road you know 2017 is the 50th anniversary of the summer of love and how are we how are we doing with that you know i'm actually making a film on that subject as we speak i'm traveling around the country interviewing elders from the from the 1960s and the younger generations as to what it was that we felt so passionate about that we took to the streets and Risked our, risked our safety, gave up the security and, the, and you know, the stuff that our folks, our parents had lined up for us. We said, no, thank you. We're going to do something completely different. I'm not going to go be a lawyer or a doctor. I'm going to go, you know, be a musician or a poet. I'm going to go live on a beach in Hawaii, which is exactly what <laughs> I did. And, yeah, and out of all of that, having gifted myself the freedom to live that life, Independently of what the mainstream was doing, I just had this incredible privilege. I didn't have any money. I didn't have a penny. I didn't need it. I lived a, a cash-free lifestyle, just working on organic farms and whatever it took to to live to you know to to make it. What's the worst? Are you going to starve to death? No, nobody's going to let you starve to death. And it was a time of amazing love and cooperation and collaboration among among people. I think we've lost some of that. This allowed me personally to develop my vision, and it's not like I sat down and tried to figure it out. But every so often, a piece of the puzzle would just click into place, and I go, "Oh yeah, right," you know. Until at this stage of my life, I, I feel that I have a very coherent vision of reality and of where we're headed as humans, and it's going to take—it's actually going to take conscious intention. And free will to say, hey, I am going to wake up, I'm going to step up, I'm going to stand up and live life from a different place. I'm going to live life from trust, and I'm not going to live life from fear or anxiety. And that's, boy, that's definitely working for me.
1: Yeah, one thing Wallace said after a sweat lodge, I had always known there was something coming on this planet that's never been here. And after a sweat lodge one night, Wallace said, Man has doubted the Creator since the beginning and that doubt has plagued him. And I knew at that moment what's coming on this planet that's never been here is trust. That we've never walked in total trust of the the divine, of our own inner knowing because we are the divine and we have to walk in alignment with our own heart and that's, that's that's that higher conscience. You know, acting according to our higher conscience, which is is what this this ultimately this country was founded on—that concept of of our inalienable right to be free, to, to act according to this higher conscience. So, um, anyway, that's what um, what we feel is is coming—that we're gonna we're gonna align with our hearts and act from that place and 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 bring peace on earth. So are we running out of time? Because one thing we wanted to say was, you know, we have these, we have three major websites the TrustFrequency.net.
2: We got got nine minutes left. And
1: and in SearchOfTheFutureMovie.com is our film website. You can access all our websites from the TrustFrequency.net. We also have another one called the, um, it's called First50YERS.us, First 50 Years. And that's our, our, our film and book project on the first 50 years of freedom and friendship at Plymouth Plantation and, and to, to show that, that synthesis, that first synthesis that, that gave birth to America, that the Native people and that the pilgrims brought forth through, through their interaction over 50 years. So
0: Fantastic. it's uh, just been a
1: thrill to be here. And well,
0: you
2: guys have been busy.
1: We've been busy, and we're just getting rolling. It's, it's, it's really coming to fruition now. And when we spoke at the uh, Eagle Kessel Condor conference, we spoke on what's called Shifting Frequencies: Indigenous Cosmology Meets Quantum Science. And we're showing how <coughs> quantum science is actually proving what the native people are um, are supporting, what the native people... Have known forever, and and now it's the Western mind can actually move into that place because the science is actually proving it that we're all one, we're all interconnected, and that the observer effect, which is the you know uh, that what we put what we put our attention on is what we create, and and that our thoughts and consciousness have incredible power. Once we once we understand that and combine it with the, the indigenous knowing that everything is alive and everything has spirit and 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 that it is all sacred and and we combine those those knowings we're gonna we're gonna do something amazing
2: outstanding well we really appreciate you coming on the program and there's a last call uh, if you'd like to call and, and uh, ask Oh, uh, well, I got a question for Andrew hey when you were running around back in the 70s did you run into uh, uh, Grandfather Rolling Thunder in Carlin, Nevada.
0: You know, I ran into Grandfather Rolling Thunder at Madison Square Garden in New York City.
2: You're kidding.
0: 1975 <laughs> it was. or was it 76. I think it was the winter of 75, 76. He was on the tour, on, on the road, the Rolling Thunder Review, with uh, Bob Dylan and George Harrison. Wow. And an, an amazing, amazing tour that those guys all undertook together. So, yeah. I actually smuggled a, a very large tape recorder. It was ridiculous. I mean, you know, what a little <laughs> recorder looks like. You can record it on your iPhone right now. I had the so, thing yeah, was that was about, you know, 15 inches wide and 10 inches deep, and I smuggled this thing into Madison Square Garden and sat there with two big microphones <laughs> and did a pirate recording of the show. Oh, that's that was amazing. <laughs> and I, got, I got through security with that, but the, uh, the story...
2: Yeah! Wow! Yeah! Well, fact, you, um, you 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 really did get around. That's a that's amazing.
0: Yeah. Do you know? Do you know uh, Stanley Krippner? You know? Do you know who that I is? I sure do. I sure do. You sure yeah. Do? We've, okay. Uh, so he, yeah. So he he's written a book on rolling thunder and yeah, he's been on their show. And oh, he's been on the show. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah we, and he's we spent he's we spent Halloween together about three. It was 2012, Twenty eleven. Halloween no. twenty twelve or twenty eleven we happened to be in Petaluma, California at the Institute of Noetic Sciences and who's there but Stan Kripner who I'd known of forever. He's a you know, he's a legend and a
2: uh, very he oh, person. Yeah. <laughs> oh you uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's uh uh yeah, I I I didn't get roll until about eighty five and um
0: uh-huh.
2: but uh, uh Rolling Thunder when I met him, um had lost the one leg and um, uh, visited him a few times and took some, some guests over because I lived near Salt Lake, so it wasn't too far away. and um, uh-huh. But uh, it was a very, very illuminating. <laughs> very yeah.
0: illuminating. You know, the, the the man that I worked with in, um, in 70, 71, 72 was Sun Bear. Yeah. You're probably aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> Out he was based out of Sacramento, California, and I was down mm-hmm. in Santa Cruz, and he came down there, and uh, we spent we spent some good time with him and his bear tribe.
2: Yeah, and they moved up to yep. to Spokane, and yeah, uh, yeah, that was, um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had some real adventures. <laughs> you had some real adventures. Wow, that's amazing.